Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Roy Scott, who will be sitting in for Matt Watson today. Hey, Roy. Hey, what's up with it, big homie? <laughs> uh, just another, just another day, uh, another day of Q time. Exactly, Q time specialists. Uh, gotta get a happy hour. They, this is new thing. I was on a, I was on a quarantine happy hour, and they said we can make quarantinis. So, oh, uh, wow, knock yourself out, man. Well, for those of you that haven't had the honor of listening to an episode of Startup Hustle with Roy Scott. Roy is the CEO and founder of Healthy Hip Hop and recently a, an inductee into the Techstars Atlanta cohort, which is what we'll catch an update on today. And I'm sure there's plenty to update there. So Roy, Roy, what's been going on? Last time we had you in, we were talking, we were shipping you off to Atlanta and the world was still sane. Yeah, no, things were a lot different then. Wow. So, uh, but everything is still good. We're just making the most of the situation. But uh, being in the social impact accelerator in Atlanta has really just been a game changer for us, um, opening up a ton of doors. Uh, for example, what, what kind of sucks, but it's still on the table is that week of March 13th on the 14th, we had a meeting with uh, Tyler Perry Studios, which of course, that was every that was the week that everything got kind of started getting shut down. But that's still on the table. We've just been getting so connected in the Atlanta ecosystem. I mean, from the Atlanta Hawks, uh, Cox is one of the, um, is actually the partner with the Social Impact Accelerator. So working with Cox, I mean, it's just been a, a whirlwind of opportunities and people are really bought into what we're doing. And so now just solidifying our our, our sales processes, kind of really tightening up all of our business stuff. Uh, truly getting investor ready financial models, just really getting in the weeds and uh, kind of just trimming everything up, doing some landscaping and getting ready to full scale this thing up, baby. So let, let's go back in the timeline now. So what, what was the date that Techstar started for you? I uh, started January 27th was the first day. Okay. So, you know, one of the things we wanted to do is try to kind of recreate some of the stuff you went through. So obviously you, you head off to Atlanta. Now you're from, you're in Kansas city right now, yeah. which is hometown and, uh, heading off to Atlanta. So how did, how did the Excel, what kind of start did the accelerator get off to? I mean, like what, what were some of the things that you got involved with immediately? Absolutely. And to, and to talk about also this kind of, it goes into it, but it wasn't a part of it, but just how crazy, 2020 uh has been i, I want to say that i think it was the day before the actual uh, accelerator started was the kobe bryant issue i mean oh like, wow yeah. going into it it was like you know we got to embrace the mamba mentality for this accelerator so because everybody that, loves. that feels like like a hundred years ago already man just how yeah. this 2020 has been a whirlwind but uh, as soon as we got in like the first week was just kind of getting familiar with um the the managing director everybody that's there to assist so barry Givens, page uh getting familiar with the team they had there to to help us out with the programming and then bam going right into week two it was mentor madness and so mentor madness i mean it's, uh, it's just what it was it was madness it was literally 
we met with 90 potential mentors in eight days, eight or nine days. So like 10 meetings a day, just back to back to back to back, 25 minute sessions, uh, sessions, excuse me, um, meeting with possible mentors and seeing who was a good fit. And it was good, but it was taxing, you know, after that first full day of like going in nonstop meetings, I mean, at the end of the day, I literally just, I didn't even realize I just fell asleep. I just passed out, but it was really good. Cause we met some real key people. Uh, we got some really dope mentors. And so that's kind of the, the, was the first wave of it. And then right after that, it was like right into it's time to get shit done. And so with it being tech stars is in it for the long haul, but their goal is, is to you got to maximize this three months to just crank out as much shit as possible as far as like, so we started setting up our KPIs, uh, the, our key performance indicators, um, kind of what was our North star metric. So what is the main thing we want to hit? And to start, we, we were thinking about, which is crazy because it kind of pivoted back to it was our North star metric was, doing the soft launch and getting 25,000 uh, unique users on our platform because we were in a public beta, but we were ready to kind of start onboarding more users because we've been hovering around like, you know, 1,500 or so active users. And that was just a kind of, it was a public beta, but we hadn't really been promoting it. So anyway, that was our original North Star metric. And then as we kind of dug deep into it, we pivoted those into being uh, securing strategic corporate partners in Atlanta. Um, uh, getting paid professional development uh, because in the education space, it, you know, as we know, ed tech doesn't sound sexy and big picture, we're bigger than ed tech, but this is kind of our entry to the market. So ed tech doesn't sound sexy, but cause it's hard, you know, sales cycles, they're, they're extremely slow, et cetera. Everybody knows the story. Uh, but we found kind of like a glitch in the matrix where these all education systems, they have budgets for professional development. And so I was booking up professional development. So our goal was to get paid PDs, uh, not only in Atlanta, but just in all the surrounding areas um, and also still get uh, more users on the platform. And so getting our KPI straight, meeting with our mentors weekly, I mean, knocking stuff down, setting up meetings. I mean, we were at Ron Clark Academy. We're connected with the Arthur Blank Foundation, Chick-fil-A Foundation, I mean, you name it. And so we were just ramping things up. And on top of that, our co my co-founder Wes being from Tampa and me being from Kansas city, we, we had a, 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 some good synergy there, but it was different with us actually being in the same room at the same time, really cranking shit out and making it happen. And what was really interesting about it is that m me and Wes were like yin and yang. So I'm kind of more high concept thinker, go, go, go. And he's more kind of like operational, analytical thinking like and so it really it really was a perfect match so all the operational stuff which me and you had been discussing we really ironed out a lot of that within that month and a half and we're just making a few more tweaks as far as like our sales processes kind of what our offerings etc so um that's the good part is just like getting into it mentor madness kpis setting up meetings knocking down these to-do lists and then bam you know here comes COVID-19, which we had no idea what the, you know, extent of it at the time was going to be. And so now everything is moved virtual. Um, but if we've still been continuing to gain progress, but I think everybody for these last two weeks or so just kind of been a hit, just kind of getting adjusted and, and making, making some key pivots so we can continue to keep going.
So you're continuing the, all the accelerators, course matter, all of the, everything that they're doing, you're just doing it all online. Yep. Everything's digital. So I'm like, I'm, I'm the zoom legend, man. I'm on zoom. <laughs> oh my God. The maybe, Zoomer. You, maybe you could get the snap cam and you could uh, get it to do the healthy hip hop characters. Hey, I, 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 it's crazy. You said that I'm actually working on that. We got to catch up offline. I'm actually working. It's a lot of good stuff coming. So I got a, we got an animator team actually now that's, um, is setting up these rigs for us and it goes through cartoon boom or something in Adobe to where we can just kind of how we're, I know they can't see it on the podcast, but how we're looking, talking now, uh, we can just set the rig to our face. So PJ Panda could be rapping our, and we got a whole slew of character, new characters that we kind of retouched up. So yeah, that's, that's the big picture goal. So from, from that first month or however many weeks where you were actually in Atlanta and doing this stuff face to face, what was the biggest takeaway that you got from all that? Uh, the biggest takeaway was that, um, well, I think is that we just, we were close, but we just weren't quite as investor ready. And, and just being transparent is that stuff you've been telling me, stuff we've been talking about from the very beginning. And, well, and, and before and before we get too far into that, I guess we should probably just brush up on the. So Full Scale has been a big investor in healthy hip hop, uh, qu quite a bit actually, and yeah. and with that, you and I have not. I, I haven't had nearly as much involvement as you have. I just kind of check in occasionally and answer some questions. And our team at Full Scale has built the tech the, over the last however many months. But yeah, so. Uh, you know, with that, as as I try to do the best job I can of giving advice without showing up once a month and telling, you know, you're not doing this right because that sucks. No one wants to hear that shit. So, all right, go ahead. Yeah, and so, but that's been a game changer for us because that because I was going to be a tech company without having actual tech, and True. so that was that was that was a big challenge in full scale. And you know, Matt and Matt came stepped up to the plate and it's been a game changer for us because now we come down because I think our app had actually in January just went live uh, as we were getting to tech stars. So we're kind of like the progression and the, the timing, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, in this journey, we, you know, we're putting this pressure on ourselves and we're just, but what I'm learning is to be that, that actually, that's my biggest takeaway. What I'm learning is to be more in the moment and still, I'm still, in this pressurized, you know, situation, but I'm still like, let me just be patient, be intentional. Let me execute. But it it's just the steps to getting it. Like how we first met at the pitch deal, uh, powder keg, you know, a couple years ago to always had the vision, but now getting the tech rolling, now raising some more additional funds, um, now getting connected to tech stars. So just the progress and, and the, the process of it all, um, that's what I'm learning is just to in, in, in embrace it and make the most of every moment. Cause what I also, so like when we were went virtual and we had to leave, I had like a moment like, damn, I didn't realize this how, you know, how like great this, I, I was really immersed in it, but like, man, this is really great. I wasn't, we were in the Pont city market, right. It kind of between midtown and downtown Atlanta. And we're just like, wow, now I got to leave. This sucks. <laughs> but uh, we're still making the best of it, though. So you had mentioned something about realizing that you might not be fully investor ready. I think that's an important topic to talk about because I think a lot of people think they are. 
and then realize very quickly that they're not what let, let's talk about that for a second so what what were some of the things that either i mean we can like i said we can be open and transparent i mean some of the things that that we've talked about over the last several months you know cuz anytime you're in this early stage startup scenario you're 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 wrapping your arms around a whole lot of different stuff and you know oftentimes like is the case with your yours there's not a whole lot of people that are involved. Like you've got a, a team of, of developers at full scale that has gone, it has been anywhere between three and six people, depending on, you know, what we were trying to sprint through. Um, and then you've got a, a co-founder in, in Florida and some advisors and investors that are scattered around the Midwest and now in Atlanta as well. And so, you know, like, uh, you know, some of the, what, what are some of the things that, that you, re, that you uncovered at Techstars or what did they bring up for you? Yeah. And I, and I, it wasn't necessarily about uncovering them, but it was more about the things that you had initially been talking to about is like your financial model, like uh, m- making sure you have that down pack, making sure you can clearly articulate what this money is being used for. And that's on paper versus just saying, you know, tech development and, sales and marketing, you know, um, really getting that stuff in line, um, really making sure all of our prior financials, even though we haven't generated a whole lot of revenue, but making sure that all those documents are, are ready and in place, making sure the data room is, is, is stacked up. Um, understanding where we were at as far as like, before we thought we were seed, before we were really pre-seed. I mean, we're just now really kind of hitting seed, you know, this, our seed round really. Um, those are some top things um, because, you know, when you, you hear a lot of people talk about VC and I, and I realize this, like we're not, we're not even close to being VC ready. You know, we're still C maybe like some early stage VCs. Um, but again, being in the Midwest and even in Atlanta, like Atlanta is, is like on the come up kind of, kind of like KC, but obviously Atlanta is a much bigger market. It's more robust. I think I want to say a little more progressive just because it's a bigger city and there's, and for what we do specifically with hip hop, I mean, it's the epicenter of hip hop, um, but they're even with their like early stage funding, they're just kind of now on the come up with that because because that was one of the challenges that we discussed and that I was talking to another founder in KC and he was like, man, this is it's hilarious because it's like KC is an early stage city with no early stage funding available, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was like, so we had, I had to make the most of like going for grants, uh, you know, for launch KC when that was a grant, uh, going for arch grants, uh, going for the Rainier Institute. I mean, all of these little things I could go for to get grant opportunities I was going for, but to kind of sum up and back to the question is that our financial modeling needed to be really tightened up, having all of our prior financials prepared, even if they're not big numbers they still need to be prepared they they need to see that you've been on top of this and you're doing your due diligence uh and even our our projections our forecasting all that type of stuff that it's kind of sucks to do but (laughs) but is is necessary to be completely investor ready you know so so some of the things that uh you and i have talked about over the last 18 months and you you mentioned some of that kind of echoing some of my own sentiment and you know what he's talking about is you know if you're going to go out so roy is essentially the eagle scout of winning grant money um i i there i don't know if there's any more you can apply for Oh, I'm looking. One. I'm still looking. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> part, part of that, 
part of part of what you you'll hear coming out of my mouth over the last I don't know year is okay, Roy. We got to get out of the grant mentality. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to raise some real money here. But in order to do that, um, you know, I talked about how a lot spent a lot of time talking about the the financial model, and that extends a lot past just like having an accountant and keeping track of your own books. The you know eighteen months ago, I sat down and did projections. And I talk, I've talked about this story a lot because as I did some of the financial modeling a year and a half ago, and you, you had actually asked me to help with that. This was before I, I became an investor and I sat down to do it and I started looking at what the business could become and how quickly it could become this financially. And I looked at the bottom line and I said, man, I must've put an extra zero in somewhere. <laughs> and I went back for like a couple hours. I remember, I'll never forget this. I went back and I couldn't find the zero, which is a good thing, right? But I mean, the, the, my point is, is if you're building a, a table and you put an extra zero on a hundred grand, you turned it into a million dollars. So that's a $900,000 difference. But I started looking at so much stuff. And, and when I look back at the timeline, you know, a couple of years ago, you were you were doing what a lot of early stage companies do, and that's when you, you're ambitious and you have a big vision and you have five or six things that you're trying to be great at all at once. And I think you'll probably always remember that discussion I had with you. I'm like, dude, I, I think I figured out what's going on here. And I think you, you, we got to get good at one thing. And then and then the money's not that far away. Now, the thing is, is, is over that period of time, the, all those projections I created 18 months ago, let's fucking throw them out the window, man. Yeah. Because uh, you get to do them all over again. And yeah. then honestly, had we done them again up, like we'd have to do them again now yeah. because pretty much anything and everything that you've, you've been relying on in the past as a startup or a business owner, just toss it out. Just toss exactly. it out because you got a new world. You got a new world. You got a, you got a new outlook. You're going to have new budgets. You have money coming from different directions. Like we're recording this on Friday, April 3rd, which is the first day that businesses can apply for the PPP loan and all this different stuff. And, you know, there's like, I mean, it's a whole different reality. So any and everything that you have gotten used to or relied on from a projection standpoint or historical standpoint is now, is now void. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things that it's going to be hard for a lot of people to figure out because your cost of acquisition is no longer the same. Lifetime value of a customer yeah. is not, not going to be the same. Your ability to retain staff, your sales cycle probably got longer. Like right now is probably, well, actually two weeks ago or last week, maybe I'm hoping this doesn't get worse, was probably the worst, the worst week ever to try to sell something. Yeah. I mean, like about it. Ain't no selling was, uh, it was yeah. It, yeah. And we had a new sales guy that started at the beginning of last oh week my. I love on the 20, story. on the 23rd of March <laughs> and, and, and a new sales director at full scale. And we had been, we had been waiting for this guy to start for about a month. And he starts and I was like, you probably couldn't be starting on the worst, a worse day. So, but, but with that, we've used that time to uh, restructure a lot of things, to refine our sales process, to take some time to do things like customize Salesforce 
and just different things. And, you know, as, as I was in the midst of having investor conversations of my own, and they're asking me questions. I'm in the Philippines trying to figure out if I'm even going to make it home. Man, and they're I've seen at, that on social media. Yeah. I was like, man, I hope my my man can get back to the States. Oh my Well, goodness. I was there with your team, man. Yeah, I, I know. Sure, I had to make sure that the building didn't fall over. But wow. that was a wild, a wild experience. And uh, you know, then and and honestly, it it you know, because I much like yourself, you know, I left for the Philippines and I realized COVID was going on and I, my main concern was I was traveling through it a little bit and it had just hit South Korea and it was really only China and South Korea that were having an issue, but I was scheduled to travel through Seoul and I did. Wow. Um, hey, I'm fine, man. Hey man, you know? he's, he's a legend in my book, man. But, oh God. And then I got, you know, I got there and after about a week, it got weird because everywhere I was going, they were shooting lasers at your forehead to, to wow. check your temperature. I mean, everywhere I went, by the time I left, that was just normal. Like, I mean, I went and sat, there's a seven 11, like a hundred, a hundred yards, or as they, they go by meters there about a hundred meters, not even that it's probably 50 yards from, from our office. And even going in there, they would only let three people in at a time. And they zap your forehead with the laser. They do that in and out of the office and the way to the parking garage and the way to the hotel, pretty much anywhere. Wow. Go. There was a level of preparedness there. Everyone was wearing masks. And here we are on April Must 3rd. And that didn't even I happen. I, 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 that's unheard of. I, that's my first time hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, well, it, should we be shocked that there's not a massive outbreak there? Uh. <laughs> it's just, but but anyway, you know, uh. trying to wrap your arms around that. But so so from for myself, I it really put me ahead in my preparation timeline. But as I started looking at this, and I'm like I mentioned, having some of our own investors and 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 discussion stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, well, what are your sales forecasts and financial projections?" And I literally replied to a guy. I said, "Given the present climate." I'd love to take a shot at it, but I, I have no clue. I have absolutely no clue. Like that was a hell of a question. the worst, well, and also theoretically the worst answer you could give an, a potential investor about your financial future. Like what's your plan? Fucking beats me guy. <laughs> you know, like you figured I mean, it out every day. <laughs> yeah, but, but, it, but there's truth to that. And, you know, like I didn't, phrase it like that. But I said, look, you know, we are going to have, we're going to have to shift our sales model a little bit. And so like, you know, for the last couple of weeks, all I've been doing is, is putting band-aids on stuff, wrapping the little twist ties around other stuff, uh, bracing things with popsicle sticks, you know, like that's about an accurate, that's an accurate. And cause you know, we have a lot, we had a lot of clients that have had a need to scale down and we've had one, uh, we've had some that have more needs. Yeah. So trying to figure that out and then also trying to, uh, um, trying to figure out, you know, like, you know, where we point our sales at businesses that have a bigger need for stuff. And, you know, there are winners and losers. Now, in your case, ed tech, but okay, it wasn't sexy at all. Yeah. It's Man, hot they, right now, though, right? It's, I'll tell you what, it started looking good real fast, <laughs> real fast. Why? Because kids aren't in school, man. Like Everybody kids aren't home. in school. All of a yeah. sudden, all these, and, and why wasn't, you know, talk, so you asked the question, why isn't ed tech sexy? Well, because 
it's one of those things you're dealing with schools. The budgets are, are, are fairly limited. You mentioned the sales cycle can be painfully long. They're notoriously uh, jaded with their spending, meaning like one school district sees what the other one gets and what the other one gets and what the other one gets. And it can be really hard to break into that. Um, you know, but now all of a sudden the, you know, well, look at the, and you talk about, you know, the, the micro pivot, I own a company that specializes in remote development teams. Okay. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a great, but we still have to have people that want remote developers now over the last year. And one of the things is a, a year ago, as our company grew quickly, I said, man, we have to build a management platform that handles all this. And it's been, it's at times it's been a real headache, but now all of a sudden it looks like a real genius move because we have what can pretty quickly become a, a commercialized, you know, development company management platform. So, you know, you have to kind of look at what you've got and the timing of when you have it and start to focus on that. And that's one of the things with healthy hip hop. That's kind of cool because, be able to pop the pop the cork out on this soon and you know like yeah. look mike i let my kids stay up last night way way too late <laughs> you want to know why well, they're still asleep right now man yeah exactly i didn't i, I didn't want to i i'm tired of 7 a.m and i open my eyes and there's a, a three-year-old standing there staring at me yeah. and i'm like whoa this is too early dude so yeah i think that and you know another thing too like back to your comments is, is wrapping your arms around what stage you're at. Yeah. And you know, that that's the point in the stage that you're at the level of preparedness and forward and future thinking and planning that you have, it has a different level of expectation. So you mentioned saying, Oh, well, maybe we're not series a ready. No, cause there's no revenue there. Yeah. And that that's a, a pretty big component with series a, and then uh, often referred to as series seed, I mean, we may, we were your angels yeah. and then you exactly. have the grants and then also pursuing a grant and pursuing institutional money are two completely different things. I'm sure you figured that out by yeah, now. hundred percent. And so, what you said too, to that is now that we're actually in a place now, cause we were generating some revenue, actually more revenue a couple of years back when we were really heavy on going into schools, going into community, doing corporate events, et cetera. Uh, but we kind of obviously scaled that back a taste so we can start developing the tech and now this, but now that was another interesting thing that kind of slowed down a little bit, but we're still making the most of it is now we're ready to start selling our tech product and we, and we have that model down. So kind of shifts to where, okay, we still want to raise some funding, but now with our financial model, we know exactly how much we need to become profitable. And now we have a product to start. Now it's time to start going, hitting the streets and selling. Yeah. And that's, that was another thing, you know, I, you heard come out of my mouth a lot is like, you know, if we want to get the investment money that we're ready for, we have to be able to demonstrate exactly, you know, where that's going. You mentioned, you can't just say sales and development and product development. Yeah, I mean, you got to be a little more specific about that. Um, and, you know, some of the things related to, you know, we've talked about creating a sponsorship model. Yep. Um, you know, you have the online platform, which is basically, is it still a free con free content for schools or did, did we change that? Yeah. So we're changing that. But so right now with this pivot we're making now is basically we're essentially getting ready to kick off a campaign to saying, Hey, listen, you're getting a healthy hip hop suite of services free for 90 days, you know, to, and so there always will be like a free version or kind of a lighter version, like a, you know, free model, but 
for the more exclusive content, ex additional features, et cetera, you know, that's going to cost up. But that's the campaign we're kicking off now because now, hey, listen, all these teachers and parents are at home with your kids. And it's good because we interviewed some of our customers uh, who are already using the platform and who have paid us to um, come to do professional development live events. And what they were saying was, you know, give us about two to three weeks for this transition because now like all the parents are going homeschool. I'm in fact, my kids are running around here now. Got I'm homeschooling kids. I'm also a teacher and a principal and a superintendent all in one. And oh, so, uh, so like having that transition, like let that calm down a little bit. And then, and so we kind of took that information from them and now we're getting prepared that people have kind of got a little more used to the new normal is mid April, really kicking off the strong campaign getting some brand ambassadors, uh, contacting like more of the micro influencers, so the mommy blogs, et cetera, and really just kind of turning this up and saying, hey, listen, here's an opportunity for you all to get familiar with healthy hip hop, a safe place for your kids to create and consume content. Let's go, you know, let's create your TikTok style videos through ours. And we still have some of our content available on the TikTok platform because we know that's where a lot of them are already at. So they can still use it there, but ultimately using the TikToks and the YouTubes of the world to push, you know, come to our native platform to get a more robust offering. And so now it's like, even with hitting that switch on that, it's been meeting with social media marketers, uh, meeting with PR specialists, because we got to make the most of this opportunity right now, this window that's open for us so it's kind of a unique opportunity. And now it's like, man, we got to just got to just fire it up and go and, and, um, and start getting some traction on that end. Yeah. And see, that represents a level of agility that's important because, you know, three months ago we had talked about, you know, the and this is when kids were still in school. And that makes it difficult to get a subscription across every kid in a class. Yeah. And then also selling things like the, the healthy hip hop product is tailor made in a lot of cases for a demographic of students that attend schools that might not be budget heavy. Yeah. And so that's where at the time we said, you know, this needs to lean more on a sponsor model, and, but, and, but try, try yeah. to get a, try to get a sponsor right now. Well, well the unique I mean, thing is it, this. forget about it. I mean, well, you got companies furloughing, laying people off in the <laughs> millions and you're like, Hey, but you know, give us some money for, for schools that aren't even in session. So it's like True. I said, sometimes you just got to throw the, you got to throw the baby out with the bathwater and start over yeah. again. You got to be nimble. That's the, the, this really actually in this time, this kind of just speaks to and represents entrepreneurship. You've got to be able to adjust. You've got to be able to make do and, and, and make the most with the circumstances given. So, uh, but one of the unique things though, also uh, being part of the first inaugural social impact accelerator which is, what is interesting is that we're actually getting connected in with a lot of these CSR. So I'm learning some of these new um, acronyms. So corporate social responsibility dollars that they got out here. So That's CSR, one big, for me. yeah, CSR, cor corporate social responsibility. So all these corporations, they're kind of also making a pivot too, because typically it was more of them putting money in nonprofits, but now with the corporate social responsibility thing they're doing, they're also working with for-profit entities and for-profit corporations. So being in the first inaugural social impact accelerator in Atlanta has really given us access to a lot of, of those CSR dollars. And we still actually got some irons in the fire that we're working out uh, in preparation for the following school year. And 
kind of what the offering is as far as because it's really three tier, but we're focusing on two of those tiers. So it's uh, the professional development. And so, again, we know all these schools are doing that. Even corporations are doing these PDs. They do the professional development. So that gets all the administrators and teachers familiar with healthy hip hop and how to bring culture to the classroom through our product and through our tech offerings. And then um, some of those schools will also get a live event. So we're trying to not to do as many of those. So we're just charging more and kind of doing less. Uh, that's the tier that, that's part of the three tiers, but that's kind of the one of the tiers we're not as focused on. And the third tier is the technology for the sustainability. So now all the schools will get access, you know, to the online platform, the live streaming. We're working with local influencers, for example, in Atlanta, working with the Hawks to get like the Trey Youngs of the world to to do a live stream to a school. Um, so they would get that third part for the sustainability. So the PD, the live events and the technology to sustain it, focusing more on the PD and the technology because even the PD can be done virtually. And what we're learning is like I said, they got big budgets for that. And we kind of, they get um, extra, I can't think of the word for it now, but they get more like uh, they get credits towards doing this continual learning. Continuing education. Yeah. Exactly. So now we package up this continuing education to where essentially schools can be paying the subscription to have continued education of healthy hip hop on how to, be more culturally responsive to how be more culturally competent. So a lot of these things we kind of been ironing out. So for where we can really get to this, get to that uh, section of their budget, but then also really creating this organic kind of um, grassroots movement. But ultimately with the goal, I know before we said we're the Sesame Street of the 21st century, but now the ultimate goal is to become an urban Disney. And so that's like the big picture, but now we're right here, just kind of on on a ground level, putting the work in to ultimately become this behemoth. This is that the right word? This gigantic, you know, educational is like a supplement of it, but like this media tech company that um, houses like all urban, friend, family friendly content. Because there's it's some stuff out there. So, uh, there's some other people like creating some stuff like this not necessarily healthy hip hop, but creating like more relevant, clean content, but there's not a house for it. So healthy hip hop will eventually be that house that we can. You talk about that, the network effect. Exactly. I mean, we've even talked about that some on startup hustle. Cause you know, we know so many people that are doing interesting and innovative things and they want to have a platform for sharing they're uh, sharing their content, which, is, you know, you can do like anybody can publish a podcast. Anyone can create a YouTube channel, but there's so many of them out there when they're fragmented. Yeah. It's like, it's like, that, yeah. it's like that frayed end of like a fiber optic cable. If you open it up and it's got like a thousand wires, you're like, whoa, you know, yeah. there's a lot to this. But, you know, the thing is, is when you squeeze it together at the end and, and wrap it up, it's a nice tight bound cable and you can deliver that content in a very precise and effective way. So, yeah. Well, once again, with us today, we had CEO and founder of Healthy Hip Hop, Roy Scott. If you want to check out more about what Healthy Hip Hop does, just go to healthy.hiphop. There's an app in the in iOS. I think we got Android out too, yeah. right? It's an Android that doesn't have all the functionality, but you can at least you know listen to the music, watch the videos. And so, yep, Healthy Hip Hop. Well, li living in beta. Living yeah. in beta. Hey, we I mean, that's the that's and you know the app's really cool you know you can you can use it for a lot of different stuff you can uh you can film you can make a video of yourself you can rap along with pj panda or 
And so couple, I, I, have, I haven't yeah. checked. Maybe Rap and Roy in there. Do I have an emoji yet? Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we, I think we already got one, but we're working on a whole. We're working on a new set. I got. I, actually, I've been meaning to sing this. We got some new art. Like, yeah, you're gonna love it, man. Like the new. I I I, I want to approve my character before he's live. I'm a little worried about oh, what got, you guys no, are gonna no. make me do. No, man. We're gonna make you dope, man. We, I'm thinking we're gonna make you a part of like the OGs. So the OGs. Uh, <laughs> so there's it's like it's like so it's the jungle, right? So it's the you got to hear the whole new story, man. Oh, we got to do another podcast just for the story. I'm man. an OG in the jungle. Yeah. That's how you've started. And that's exactly why I'm worried. Bro. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm worried about. And you're going to love it. So the story in a nutshell, I know we got to wrap this a 44 up. 44 year old white OG in the come jungle. On. Uh, come like, on, dog. It's real. Okay. Come on, man. <laughs> we, we got full creative control here. So, Just give me a thick, full head of hair, and I'll be happy. Uh, you, so the OGs are the original gorillas. So you gonna have ah, a full head. Of hair. I like that. You have I a like whole foot, a whole body full of hair. There you go. <laughs> uh, Spe- funny, speaking man. of hair, I see that you're uh, you're keeping it you're keeping it nice and and tight. I'm nice still I'm, tight. My I'm still fight I'm still fighting the debate. I, I'm I'm like, do I want to maybe gr- like just let it grow for like two months and just go completely like tom hanks castaway style uh, or do i want to sh- or do i want to shave it yeah the beard's looking strong you're looking like james harden <laughs> for real hey, i need some of that yeah. james harden money man come on yeah no doubt i hear you on that too so do I. I i get i get back and forth i tell myself i'll let the beard go out and then after about a week it gets kind of itchy and i'm you like look, ah. you're look, you looking good man i see your yeah not bag, really man. come on you know it's funny my my wife was giving me a hard time because i found I, fa- I went to like I, it was probably like five years ago. I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, your hair looks like it's thinning and wrote me a prescription for like hair pills. And, and, and I cashed it in and I, I, I know, but I never took them. So I started taking them at the beginning of quarantine and I didn't even tell my wife. And yesterday she was like, your hair's looking a lot thicker. I was I'm like, saying, dang, I guess uh, those are working. Hey, your stuff she, ain't looking full though, bro. It's she asked cool. me, she was like, have you been, did you start taking the, do you, are you taking those five-year-old hair pills you got? I said, <laughs> fuck yeah, I am. Why not? She's like, cause they probably expired four years ago. I said, no, nah, no, they just, they just activated now. They yeah. just now activate. I guess <laughs> I was like, why not? I was, I, you know, as, as I had to set up my home office, I had to cl- also meant, meant I had to clean out my home office. But yeah, I did a lot of stuff. So there you go. There's a little, uh, hey, a little, look, uh, hey, I got lots a little reality. It's looking full and healthy, brother. It, keep, it's keep because we have a really cr- so for those of you that aren't listening, we use an application called Squadcast to do these virtual things and i can see roy right now it makes it a little easier on the conversation but yeah i'm just poorly lit and i'm on a laptop camera so yeah trust me it's it's yeah. it's, it's as hating it as <laughs> usual well roy once again thanks for taking time to give us another update on the accelerator i want i'm gonna you know try to continue to do these uh you know uh, every four to six weeks so we can see the progress and you know i'm pretty excited to see you get into tech stars i mean some of it some of that is because I, I had a feeling they would echo some of my sentiment oh, yeah. and, of and course. maybe, and, but, but also push the structure um, and do some of the things that, you know, I haven't had the time or focus to be able to help with. And, you know, that's the beautiful part of things like tech stars and different accelerators is they are just putting you in that stri- It's It's easy to sit down with an advisor and have them say, well, you got to do this, 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 or this. But if that advisor isn't sitting down and either doing it for you or doing it with you or helping you walk you through that process, 
Eh, yeah, it's just advice. Yeah. You know, that's just those are just words. So, but you got, but, but you, you you got in the trenches with me first. I mean, as far as helping the business plan and all that. So, but you're right. Everything you're saying is is true, and that's one thing I, I appreciate about you is that you hold no punches and no BS. And you know, and as when it's real, it's real. And I'm 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 here to listen, learn, and, and make adjustments. So uh, we we, it's, we get it's there. funny. It's funny you say that because this last the, the Matt DeCourcy helpline has been ringing off the hook basically <laughs> this last 10 days. I, I, I've developed that. I'm that person that uh, I'll, people, I, I'll just get a text and be like, Hey man, you know, when you get a chance, I'd like to talk to you. I'll say, why, what's up? And it's almost always like, I just need someone that'll tell me the truth. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like Oh my God, I'm that guy. Hey, that's a good, I mean, I'd rather be that guy. Hey, I'd rather be that guy than, than, you know, hey, the opposite. But that, I mean, the thing is, is, yeah, but I, 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 I took, I've always kind of been that way. I just kind of wrapping my arms around who I am with that. But I think that's an important part. And this is where we can kind of wrap up today is like, you know, look, you can get advice from a lot of different people about a lot of different stuff that, that wants you to do a lot of different things. And then, and, you know, but the thing is, is the people that you're involved with, like, you know, full scale, we've, we've invested, we have a $375,000 commitment to healthy hip hop. Think about that people, 375 large. That's a lot. Yeah, that's that's a, it's more than a third of a million dollars. But with that, I obviously have a vested interest. So does full scale. So does Matt Watson in, in the success of the enterprise. So, you know, some of that advice that, that I, or we give is, you know, different than 19 other people that might say different things. Now in the accelerator, that's a, that's a very, very well, okay. Tech stars is the shit. Yeah. Okay. And by, by the way, Lisa Mitchell's going to come on next week and, oh, yeah. and talk Lisa with us a little bit about it. Yeah. She's, she, 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 hey, she said, she, yep. She said hello, by the way. And congratulations. She did not bullshit either. She's a straight shooter. And I, I've always appreciated about her too. She but kept, that's the key. The real, yeah. 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 That's the key. But you know, then one of the things though, and kind of where I'm going with this is early stage in your business, you get a lot of people telling you a lot of things, especially about what the value of your business is. If those people aren't writing a check, I don't give a shit what they have to say. Yeah. Yeah, and you've exactly. heard me say that exactly. Yeah. People are like, yeah, well, so-and-so says I've got a $4 million value. Cool. Are they writing you a check? Yeah. You know, and if they're not, then, uh, well, yeah, exactly. yeah, put the money where the mouth is. Well, once again, Roy, thanks for joining in. I'll catch up with you soon. See you next right. time. Appreciate you, Matt. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.